Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. I'm on the phone. Oops, sorry. That's okay. Hello. Hi, it's me. Hi. Are we? Did my... we finally get on the air? <laughs> no, yeah, well, I don't know when I Skype it. Oh, we're live. I think I we're live. It. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. We're in different locations. We're in different connections. Um, I so we are having a good time. I am. I am hanging out the window to get a Skype signal, or not even a Skype, a cell phone. My Skype's not working. We're having a one of our famous storms, and I don't know what's going on. I know, and I'm actually out of the office today. Um, I do a, a church supper once a month, so I'm up, I'm sitting in a back room in the in the uh, in the church trying to trying to get a connection too. So here we are, ready for another week. We, how was your week, Sandra? We had a have both had a busy busy week. You know, I had a great week, and um, I was on Facebook this morning, and I wanted to congratulate our repeat guest, Marcella Stretch, because her numbers on her Facebook group, her private Facebook group, which is uh, Pod's Parents of Deployed Service Members, popped over 2,000 private members. And, Isn't that amazing? You know, you know Rob, it's so, there's so much competition today for different groups, and, you know, I, I, don't, I know you get it, too. Uh, we get a lot of solicitations. I'm on tons of newsletters, and I got to tell you, I keep watching that pods group grow, and we've been watching it for two years. It's such a great group. It's the only one that I'm really watching grow exponentially every single week consistently, so I know they're doing something right. And I'm so pleased to know that we have a good reference or resource to be sending families to, because if you have, if you are the parent of a deployed service member, you know that you have someone else who's in your boots and who is, is living your 
living your uh, your path and able to relate to what's going on. And I just love the networking that goes on. I love the support. I love all of the uh, the uh, pick me ups that are there. Someone will just post, uh, you know, having uh, having an angst today, thinking of my loved one, and there's ten people right away to post so quickly. Uh, a little pick me up and a, hu- a virtual hug. It's magnificent. It is, you know, and there's a lot of great groups out there. You know, there's Proud Navy Moms. I like to watch them. There's the Maelstrom Air Force Base. You know, they've got 1,800 members. You know, there's the My Recruit, USMC. I mean, there's a lot of good sites out there. We don't want to say that this is the only good one. But, you know, I will tell you, you're right, man. I put that post up six minutes ago on the group to congratulate Pods and Marcella Stretch for hitting this achievement. Already there's... Five likes and two posts. I mean, where else can you go to get that kind of support? Isn't it amazing? Um, we, we we encourage everybody to join our our uh, Facebook group because I'll tell you, if you follow some of the posts on here, we have a lot of people logging some information in. For example, the Army Wife Network is getting ready to launch a series of virtual college fairs in order to connect active military veterans and spouses with student veterans and representatives from leading schools. Now, they have uh, 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 their first virtual college fair is going to be Thursday, September 19th. And uh, if you want more information, you need to go to militaryfriendly.com slash event. That's just one snippet of the wealth of stuff we've got coming in on our Facebook page. It's really fun. It's really a lot of fun. I mean, I think, you know, Facebook at its worst can be a big old disaster, but when Facebook is at its best, um, it just makes things so much more fun. And, you know, I was scrolling through some of our different Facebook groups that we belong to. And, you know, I love to see, my favorite thing to see is a mom or a wife or sometimes even a kid, a daughter, or a son posting boots on the ground, my daddy's home, or boots Isn't on the ground. Isn't that wonderful? I know. And, you I know. know. A, it's just so heartwarming to see that. Yeah, and we see it every day, but I'll tell you, it's still brings tears to my eyes and it's still, you know, or when there's new babies born and, you know, and the Facebook gets to see the new baby and dad gets to see it from overseas. That's another one that chokes me up. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So many good things going on and it's getting time for back to school too. Are your kids ready to go? Oh God, no. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) we have two more weeks, Robin. I've got two weeks to get the, we do have our backpacks. Um, we've got our school clothes, you know, pretty set, you know, which is fun because it's summertime here in Southern California and it's going to stay hot till October. Oh, so gosh, I yeah. So I get all tweaked about getting their school clothes for the first week of school. You know, they just wreck them anyway, but, you know, oh, yeah. you do what you got to do. You know, my kids would have a growth spurt around November. And no matter what I bought for them in, say, August, by November – they weren't fitting right. So I didn't, I finally learned quickly not to go hog wild in, in stocking up the closet in, in August when they were probably going to need more stuff come November. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. My kids just, everything's wrecked before they grow out of it. Honestly, you know, <laughs> I guess that's the plight of boys, but. <laughs> I think so. I think so, you know, because people will tell me that. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got all these hand-me-downs. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, there's just, you know. 
I did pretty well with some hand-me-downs. It depended. You know, sometimes the shoes just wouldn't make it to uh, another another use. But I'll tell you, some of the um, either overalls or, or we polo-type shirts that were a little sturdier fabric, you know, that would that would sometimes work a little bit better. But um, it's uh, it's hard, you know, as far as hand-me-downs because. Sometimes styles might be a little different. Some kids don't care, and other kids are very meticulous about the things. I, I was always one of those moms that whatever my son wanted to put on, that was fine with me. He'd have paisley shorts and, and striped polka pants or whatever. I didn't care. If he chose it himself, then he did it, and that's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> oh, that's See, I'm more of a boot camp mom. It's like we go to the store and and I only buy white socks and I only buy tan shorts, jean shorts, jeans, or tan pants. Like, that's it. I'm sorry you don't buy anything else because then no matter what shirt they pick out, you know, they can do what they want. But the idea of matching shirts and shorts and, you know, it's just insane. So I'm here five with Max (laughs) wearing that. But I think it's... um... That's if that's practical when you've got a lot of kids, you know, more than one kid going to going to be using them. I had a boy and a girl, so. Uh, but yep, I was I was one of those kids. If parents, if you wanna wanna get yourself dressed, go for it. I didn't care if they matched. I didn't care if it was orange and purple at the same time. I didn't care. <laughs> no, no, me neither. I just like it that when when they instantly match like that, you know, there's no argument. It's like you that's can't it. tell me. Blue jeans don't go with every single shirt in the closet. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Um, I I wanted to make sure that we kind of let everybody know who we've got coming on today. We've got um, Lisa Dietrich, and she's a good friend of ours. She's coming on. Um, do you do? Does she have a specific topic today that she's covering? Yeah, she she's going to talk about the use of faith uh, for. Today we're going to target, you know, today's a parenting show, and we're going to, but we're going to talk specifically about, you know, grandparents. There's so many grandparents that are pitching in while their daughter or son are on deployment with their children. Mm-hmm. I thought Lisa could give us some interesting insights. Perfect, perfect. Um, then we have um, Autumn Arnold, who is also someone oh, no, who's... No, no, Autumn today. No, she's not? She's AWOL. Oh, too bad. Uh, poor Pretty Autumn. Good. She's had a busy summer, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, then we have we have Blythe uh, Lipman coming on. You'll all uh, recognize her. She's uh, also a Toganet host and has a show on Wednesdays called Baby and Toddler Instructions. And one of the things that she covers in both of her books, her Help My Baby Came Without Instructions and Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions, is helping parents find the right daycare or child care for their little ones, whether they're going back to work or whether they're going back to school or whether you've just PCS to a new area and you just don't know where to begin. Um, there is always help with Blythe's books. She, I love her books. They, it, Talk about a wonderful resource. Uh, whatever you need, you just kind of open up to that chapter, and there's there's all of these tips ready and waiting for you. Well, and they're available in Spanish, which I think is awesome. That is cool, isn't it? And I love looking at the different at 
comparing them, saying, oh, yeah, I know what that says. (laughs) I'm not bilingual. (laughs) I did learn a little bit of Spanish, but I am not bilingual, and I feel badly about that. But I think it's it's wonderful that she's being published in in multiple languages and Chinese, I believe. We'll have to double-check that with her. But I think she's in Chinese as well, which is incredible, incredible. Yeah, it's fine. It's time we send something back over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, um, if you uh, if you are uh, wanting to make sure you catch all of this, don't go away because we've got Lisa, Lisa Dietrich coming right up, and uh, the second half of the show we'll have Blythe Lipman joining us right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show. With commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help the sound. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Oh, the red wine. 
Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest for this segment is Lisa Dietrich, and we're going to talk about a topic that not a lot of people talk about. Um, you know, we try to cover some topics that are off the beaten track, and today's topic with Lisa is about grandparents who step in and take over the role in many cases when their son or daughter goes on deployment. And you know, this isn't that new. You know, in other wars, we've had, you know, the fathers go away and the families have rallied around the mom. But with 20% of females in the military, comprising our military, uh, we're seeing a lot of deployments of mom and sometimes mom and dad being deployed. And the grandparents really have to uh, step up and uh and, and and do their part so their son or daughter or both can serve. And this presents some unique uh, challenges as grandparents, and especially with respect to faith, where faith can come in and help these children navigate the fears, the uncertainties, the loneliness, and uh, missing, um, you know, and missing their parents. Uh, so Lisa who is a grandma, and she does have a son uh, in the service, and she has a lot of experience with faith. She's the only person I know that's read the Bible twice and actually read it, just didn't say it. So, hi, Lisa. <laughs> hi, Sandra. It's great to be here again, and thank you. And, yes, I am a grandma, and, you know, the cool thing about it is I have a 12-year-old grandson whom I just got to see a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago, actually, but I'm actually getting blessed with two grands, two new grandsons this year. I had my one of my boys had a son in January, and then my oldest daughter is getting ready to have one any day now. She's doing about two weeks, so that's kind of exciting. And yes, as a grandma, you know we love our grandkids, and we have a different perspective on what they go through just from having raised our own children. And it's very important that we can spend time with them and share with them from our wisdom and knowledge and our experience in life. And, you know, when it comes to both of the parents being gone, whether it's on deployment or whatever reason, there's, you know, thousands of kids who are living with their grandparents, either temporarily or permanently, there's so much that we can do to help enrich their lives, um, regardless of the circumstances, but especially in deployment because they're hearing about all the things that are going on with the war. Hopefully we don't have them hearing a whole lot, but um, we can really spend time with them and, and just let them know that they're not alone, um, that we're there with them and that God is there with them and that they don't have to worry about what's happening with mom and dad, that, you know, there's somebody bigger than them taking care of them. It's really important, you know, and I love what you said about, you know, giving that experience um, because, you know, as a, like for me, I'm not a grandma yet. I have little ones. And I'm just bewildered at what they're saying. But you already had your tour of duty. You raised four kids, you know, and now you're, you know, kind of on the second round. How do you think that maturity and experience um, affects your relationship with, you know, with grandchildren and, and other parents who are grandparents parenting all over again? Oh, you know, it, it, we have such a way different perspective on it because when your children are little, and Sandra, you know this, when, you know, one of them does something, you either laugh about it or you go, oh, my gosh, where'd that come from? Ah, and, you know, the grandparents, you just kind of look at it and go, ha, 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 you know, they're, they're going to be okay. You know, we've seen the, the, the cycle of life so far. We've seen our kids 
go through all these crazy times and, and stages and injuries and all the things they go through, and they make it, you know, because we prayed over them, because we were there for them, and because we were, you know, being parents. Now we can look back and, and be way more relaxed. Like, now we can just kind of enjoy the process and spend time with the kids and the grandkids and, and not worry so much about whether that little issue that just came up or what, you know, what he did yesterday is going to affect him for life because we know it won't. We know they're going to get through it. And so it's a great way, it's a great perspective to have in life. And it just is something that you can have as a parent. You can't, you know, we're just not there yet to be able to look back that far. So it's a good thing. It is. It is. Because I see what my dad does, you know, for my kids. He offers just a different perspective, and he doesn't seem to get as, as like, tweaked out as I do. I mean, I get upset over all these things. And, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's probably different when it's your spouse that's serving and you're managing everything, and then you have your son and daughter that's serving, and you step in. I just would just think it's a different perspective. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, whether it's your son and daughter, son and daughter-in-law serving in the military or maybe away on job assignments or maybe the parents went AWOL. I mean, um, here where we are, we know a lot of grandparents that are raising their children because their parents had issues that they were not able to take care of those kids. And that's almost worse than serving in the military because at least we can be proud of the parents. We can be proud that they're serving their country, that they're sacrificing so much. And the children are making a sacrifice too. And we can, you know, kind of share that with them that, you know, you can be proud that your parents love the country so much and they love you so much and they love us so much that they're willing to go and serve like this. And just give them a really positive perspective on whatever happens, whatever's going on. Their parents are doing a great thing and a heroic thing. You know, and that something coming from a grandma or a grandpa really resonates um, because I see, you know, my kids, when I tell them something, you know, they're my kids. It goes in one ear and out the other. But, you know, if grandpa says it, it really does carry a lot more weight, especially in areas, like you said, about those life things. I think the grandkids innately understand, hey, Grandma's wise, grandpa's wise, they've been around a long time, we've seen a lot, so they have a lot more credibility than I think we give them credit for. Absolutely. And and it, it you know, it comes with teaching them respect as well. You know, you've taught your kids to respect grandma and grandpa and respect the the wisdom and experience of older people. So whether it's real grandma and grandpa or maybe a surrogate grandma and grandpa, you know, just an older person in their life. Um, they can look at that and go, that person has a lot more experience. I need to listen to them. I need to respect their opinion. And also, because Grandpa's not there all the time, Sandra, they're going to listen to him more, too. You're there all the time. <laughs> right. I'm there droning on over and over. you got to remember this. And, um, but it is, you know, there is something to be said about, you're right, the older person, the older respectful way. You know, it is a different voice. And, you know, and I think that gives us also an opportunity to teach uh, our children to have faith when they don't know where else to turn. And I think that's something that's different in a military family than in most traditional families um, because they have, they have to deal with dad or mom overseas. They have to deal with the unknown. They have to deal with frightening situations more so than your typical family. Absolutely. And, yes, that's, you know, a great way to 
again, share their faith, their experience, what you've learned through life by having faith and how it brings so much peace. You know, I can share with my grandkids that I've learned to have peace because I know that God is there. And we can teach that to them and give them that peace that they don't have to, you know, that worrying over all these things isn't going to change anything. But there's somebody bigger than this all in control, and we can just let it go and let God take care of mom and dad, because he will. Yeah, it is a great opportunity. And it's a great way for our grandparents also, I think, to explore their their faith. I saw that with my dad, you know, has become so much more closer in his relationship um, with God and with faith as a grandpa that's having to step in and in many times care for his young grandson. Well, absolutely. And and it sometimes it, even with our children, you know, we're a little too close to the issue. With grandchildren, you're you're a generation back and you're like, now I understand how important this is for them to learn. And I'm gonna share with them. Obviously we have to be sensitive to the parents and their beliefs and their wishes. Um but it's a great way to at least open their eyes and open their mind to, you know, other, um, to this, this faith that we have and, and share it with them. And again, it's going to be up to them in their lives whether they want to accept it, embrace it or not. It's going to be, a, you know, their parents can teach them what they want to teach them, but it's, this is an opportunity for us to share our experience and what we've learned and, and how, again, how our faith has made us stronger and, given as a piece that, that helps us get through the difficulties in life. Kids need as many tools as possible to deal with all the things that go on in life. It is. It's, it's very challenging. And I, you know, I really feel for, you know, I see some of these grandparents, you know, in their 60s and 70s, you know, running after toddlers. And it's amazing to see what they're doing. And I always hear the same thing from, you know, these family members that I hang around with. Um, they, you know, they're like, by the grace of God, I'm still here and able to help. And it's, you know, such a wonderful thing, too, because I see such re-in, like reinvigoration with the um, the grandparents. You know, they're running around, jumping in the pool. You know, my mom was jumping off the end of a dock at 75 years old, you know, mm-hmm. for her grandkids. That's great. I think it brings some youth and vitality back to grandparents as well. But I definitely just want to, you know, say a quick blessing to the grandparents because I know some of them and I know how hard it is for them sometimes. They're exhausted and that little toddler wants to keep running and playing. So I just like to offer a quick prayer for them, if that's okay. Go ahead. Lord, I just thank you so much for grandparents and all the wisdom and experience that you give us. And I just pray for a special blessing on those grandparents out there that are caring for the grandchildren while they're while their parents are in the, serving the country. I just pray that you'll give them extra energy and, and health and vitality and a, and a genuine faith and love for their grandchildren that they can share with them and care for them. Thank you for grandparents, Lord. Just bless each and every one of them. Amen. Amen to all those grandparents out there. Lisa, I want to thank you for being with us today. When we come back from the break, we are going to welcome Blythe Lipman, the author of Baby to Cover Instructions. Not also radio host. You're not going to want to miss. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? 
keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Well, that was the world's shortest break. I don't think we had any commercials. Uh, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Our guest uh, for the first half of the show was Lisa Dietrich, and she is a woman of great faith, and she has brought to us a prayer for all the grandparents out there that are picking up the uh, child care duties while our uh, sons and daughters are on deployment, and uh, there's a lot of other ones pitching in, so we want to give our heartfelt thanks to these grandparents that really, really are going above and beyond uh, the call of duty. Now, we have a great topic coming up with Blythe Lippman. Blythe Lippman is a radio host. She's an author. She's written a couple books, Help My Baby Didn't Come With Instructions, as well as Help My Toddler uh, did not come with instructions, and God knows these kids do not come with any instructions. Um, so do we have Blythe Lipman with us? Okay, we do not have uh, Blythe. Uh, we're going to see if Lisa Dietrich can come back on, and we can talk a little bit about some things that we can uh, learn about childcare. Are we able, Casey, are we able to get Lisa Dietrich back on the line? We're going to do that. Lisa Dietrich is up in Oregon, and we like nothing better to do than bug our friends uh, and bring them on the air. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break right now, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do for the rest of the show. Uh, Casey, can you bring us to commercial break? Uh, we can't go to commercial break, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, child care in general and some of the things um, we are going to do uh, with our kids um, in after-school programs and some things uh, that we can um, we can talk about with respect to looking at different child care that are available. Now, I know one of the trends that is happening um, in child care today is that our child care on our bases is getting so full that we don't have enough uh, DOD child care, Department of Defense uh, child care opportunities. And it used to be that, you know, these military child care centers were just glorified babysitters, but now they have um, waiting lists for their centers and they're, they're being built, um, according to Linda Tully, director of the uh, development center at the U.S., uh, U.S. Naval Station in Anacosta, Washington. An interesting statistic um, is that the DOD has more than 1.4 million active duty members who are parents to 1.3 million children uh, needing child care, which is really, um, you know, just an 
astounding uh, statistic. We also have lots of single parents uh, in the military, and I know we have um, such high divorce rates right now that it's not uncommon for single parents to be raising children um, with or without, you know, the deployment issues. Uh, there's also, with 20% of our uh, military being female, it's very interesting that uh, many of these women choose to go into the military because they can provide a better opportunity uh, for their family members. Uh, um, we're going to pick up Blythe now, uh, and um, we're going to bring Blythe to the to the air. I think, Casey, I think we've got Blythe on the line. We have Blythe. Blythe's here. We have Blythe. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm fumbling, bumbling, stumbling around, you know, pulling from everything I can think of. You know that I know we had uh, Department of Defense child care on a year ago, and it was very interesting, Blythe, that most of our military families, that live off post or that are stationed in areas where childcare is full or they get PCS moved, transferred to a new location and they have to obtain childcare from scratch. So I'm so excited to have you on the air today so that we can talk about some things that, uh, that we need to consider when looking for childcare for our children and you're just the girl to do it. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I am too. Now, Blythe, where do people begin their child care search? You know, when you, you know, like you said, when you have friends, you can ask them. Basically, depending on what type of preschool child care you're looking for, you can go to ask a church that's in town. Um, you know, you can look in the newspapers. You can even go to the elementary schools and see, because a lot of the kids have babies and younger brothers and sisters. So, or you go in the phone book. Well, we're not the phone book anymore. You go online and Google your town. But then again, how do you know what's good? That's the issue. Absolutely. I mean, what, I mean, and you know, and it's got to depend, too. I know with me, I had issues because... Nobody around here would take kids if they were still in diapers, and I had two in diapers, you know, a, a newborn and a, you know, and a one-and-a-half, two-year-old. I don't think he was two-and-a-half by the time my older son got out of diapers. And when they don't take them when they're diaper-trained, it's really tough. It is tough, and then you have to decide if you want to find an in-home daycare, but if you're going to look for a preschool, most preschools start at six weeks to 12 months. The first is the baby room, and then you go to the ones room, and then you go to the twos and, you know, up to pre-K. And each school is an entity unto itself, whether it's diapers or not, whatever it is. So what I've done, Sandra, in both of my books is I have a preschool checklist that I tell parents to actually take the book with them or copy the chapter, everything from the baby room to the director to you know, when you walk in, what do you look for and what are the red flags? Because there's so many things, especially if you're a first-time parent. I mean, you know, it could look good to you, or you could say, this doesn't feel right, but I'm just nervous because it's my first child. And so I created this checklist because I have set up many, many infant and toddler rooms throughout the country in preschool, soup to nuts, work with the health department, ordered the toys, the cribs, the mats. You name it. And I've also worked in a lot of the rooms, so I have both sides of it to go on when you're looking for that perfect school, if there's perfect. 
Now, you mentioned some red flags. You know, what are some red flags that come to mind that, that you know, you think most people will miss or not maybe not be aware of? Well, let's start with the first thing. When you walk into the school, what's it smell like? What's it look like? Is the paint chipped? Um, first, look at the environment, because if it's not in good condition, then you're going to worry about what kind of condition are the toys in. So, you know, a lot of times parents will say, well, there's kids in here and it doesn't smell good. But you know what? The preschools should smell clean and they should look clean. Um, an, a red flag is when you walk in and if the director is not ready for you, you know, make an appointment if you can for that first look-see. And if the d director's not there and keeps you waiting for a long time or she sits down with you and keeps running in and out of the room and, and is just not so attentive, Yes, things happen, and emergencies might happen. However, you want to you have a time with somebody that they're really going to sit down and tell you what their mission statement is, how long they've been a preschool. Um, tell me about the teachers. Do you fingerprint them? Do you do background checks? What, and what's your turnover? This is a really big one. What's your turnover for the teachers? Have, do you, how long have most of the teachers been here? And, you know, a lot of preschools, and the ones I've seen, and I'm not going to name anything because I'm not going to say anything good, bad, because everything's different, but it seems to me that the really big franchise preschools seem to have a bigger turnover um, with their teachers. Also, you want to ask about substitutes. What happens if the teacher's sick? Have you, do you have substitutes that have worked with this age child or baby? I mean, there are so many things to start with. Um, so red flags right from the beginning, walk in. Also, when you walk up to the preschool, if if you're walking up to the door and, you know, in Arizona it's hot, a lot of the plants are dead, you can't go by whether there's beautiful flowers, but, you know, if it's if there's dirt in front of the door and they haven't even taken a broom to sweep it, that's a red flag too because you should be proud of your preschool and it takes two seconds to try to keep it clean. So that's where you start. Yeah, well, I would never have thought the smell thing. Like, when you said that, you know, and I here I went and looked, and it's like, oh, my God, like I walk in my own house, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how it smells if life ever comes over. But you're right, because it's like my house doesn't stink, and, you know, I don't have seven kids in there, but you're right, if it's clean, it's going to smell clean. It takes two seconds, too, to make it clean. And especially, you know what's really interesting, too, if I – I'm getting ahead of the game, but I want to say this because we're talking about the smell and what it looks like. If you do choose that preschool, show up unannounced because it's like our house. When we're having company, what do we do? We clean. So if you, think, if you think you've decided on a preschool, but you're still a little iffy, or even if you're not, show up when they're not expecting you and take a look and make sure that, that they show you the room. And if anybody says to you, you can't see the room now, they're busy, or once you have chosen the preschool and they don't want you to call or they, you know, the communication is not what you want it to be. Because let's face it, Sandra, it's so scary, especially as a first parent sending your child away from you. Well, yeah, and it depends on their age, too. You know, it's one thing to send a six-year-old or an eight-year-old, you know, to after-school care. It's another thing to send either baby who can't tell you what happened that day. Oh, exactly. And especially first baby. I mean, it's scary for every baby, but at least second baby, you kind of say, okay, I'm not going to put up with this or this or this because it's not what I want. 
Right, right. I just think it's hilarious when you say, you know, show up unannounced. It's like, you know, when I have unannounced guests that show up on my home, you know, I'm mortified. And, you know, my son is always, my little son is always the first one to open the one closet, you know, that (laughs) I frantically stuffed stuff in while everybody was in the other room to, like, do that quick pickup. But you're right. You know, not that you're trying to catch people with their pants down, but you want to see what it's like on a regular day. Absolutely. You want to know. And, you know, with a director... You know, make sure, ask, because if you don't know anybody in a new town, especially with the military families that are new and they move around, you know what, don't be intimidated by the director. If you feel intimidated, you don't want to be at that school. You really don't. You want It's a working relationship because things come up during the year and you may have to deal with a director or you may just deal with the teachers. Again, here's another red flag. Um, Take a look at the teachers. When teachers work in preschools, no, they don't have high heels on and great makeup and they're all dressed up. However, if they are walking around and they look like they, they're unkept, they haven't washed their hair. Excuse me, I've had, I've had teachers that have worn T-shirts to school that have said things that I have actually walked to a director and said, there is no way this teacher can stay in this T-shirt. It's offensive. And parents walk in. And it said horrible things on, I'm not going to say what it said on air, this one particular one I'll never forget. And it was, I thought, this is awful. You have a new parent that's going to tour the room, and this is what the shirt says? This is the first thing you see? That's amazing. But, you know, you're right. You're right. I mean, I remember when I was visiting, you know, the local preschools, and, you know, I went into one preschool, and, like, the three people that work in the preschool were all sitting out, you know, like at a picnic table eating, and one of them was on her phone the whole time, and the kids were just running crazy. And I thought, who, who's running the asylum here? You know, oh, I right. You know, it's just it's like not what I would want for my kid. And that's, I guess, what we're talking about is, I guess, you really have to define as a parent what works for you and what won't. And every parent's different, but you want the best care for your child, and. You know, there's so much to look at. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about this after the commercial? Yeah, I think we should we should talk about that after the commercial because you're right. You know, that first one is so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. So when we come back from commercial break, we're gonna visit uh, longer with Blythe Lipman, and she is the uh, she's a radio host. She's an author. You want to check out her books on Amazon. We'll catch you after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. 
They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail your spiritual girlfriend every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network We'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way Hey Uncle Sam Put your name at the top of his list And a statue of liberty started Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we're here visiting today with Blythe Lipman. Now, those of you who missed the first uh, three quarters of today's show, you'll want to check us out on iTunes. We're under iTunes on Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also pick us up on our host station, toginet.com, and you can go to r.com by the same name, militarymomtalkradio.com, and listen to over 150 hours of free military families programming. We've got lots of information on everything from childcare like today to PTSD to deployment to PCS moves to veteran benefits, so you want to check those out. Uh, I'd like to go back to our guest right now, Blythe Lipman. She is the author of Baby and Toddler Instructions, also helped my, or I guess you're the radio host of Baby and Blythe. Tell me what you are. I'm so okay. I'm, I'm the author of Help, My Baby Came Without Instructions, Help, My Toddler Came Without Instructions, and the host of Baby and Toddler Instructions on Toginet on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock Eastern. That's why I am. And you can find, you can, where can we buy your books? Where can we buy them? Please go to my website, babyinstructions.com. Everything's linked to buy the book from there. You can go to Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Audible. All the major stores should have them. If they don't, they can order it. And you can always send me an email if you can't find it. Blake, are your books available on Kindle? And, I'm sorry, and Kindle, yes. on the Yes, they oh, are, wonderful. on the tablets. On all the tablets wonderful. and... You know, like your show as well as mine, you can listen to our podcast on all these devices, too, because 
you know, if you're if you can't hear it now, there's always good information on everybody's show here. That's right. So, Blythe, you've been on the air how many years? Uh, four. Four years. So you have over 200 hours of programming that's available for free for uh for families, especially new parents that might be looking for helpful information. You know, I do, and it's not just for new parents. It's on any parent with babies and toddlers, everything from pediatricians to estheticians, what do you do for the chap lips when they get a cold, and everybody. So, you know, and, and you can see who the guests were and what the topic was if you go to, like yours, iTunes or toginet.com. It is. It's a great resource. It's a great resource. And, you know, what I like about your show, Blythe, you know, I've listened to it many times as a parent, you know, and I started listening to you when uh, when my little one was tiny, is there's sometimes where I'm just too tired to read, and I know this sounds like a big pitch for Internet radio, but, you know, I'm tired. I just want to sit down and have somebody tell me what I need to know, you know, and that's the one thing that I like so much about your radio show. Thank you. You know what else? This, uh, it's funny, Sandra, because this is why I wrote my books. My books are in list form. You go down the list because you're right. Nobody wants to read, but it's really fun because you can go on Audible and listen to somebody read it to you. So you yeah. don't even have to read it. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing what technology has done to, you know, give us such great, you know, parenting advice. And I want to thank you for you know, putting these books out there for families. I know I've used them and I've read them and I'm a big fan. Um, so let's get back to our topic at hand today. We're talking about child care. And you had some additional things you wanted to share with us about child care. You know, I wanted to say if you are going to use a preschool, when you walk in, ask, ask the director if they're licensed by the state and Ask her to show you where the license is on the wall. Not everybody is truthful. I hate to say that, but it's, you know what? Not everybody is truthful. If you're going to take, this is really important, if you are taking a baby to a preschool, ask them if they have enough cribs because a lot of schools will share cribs, not put two in at once, but like if your child comes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, they'll put another baby in there and some of the preschools do their own laundry, and you never know if they're washing the sheets. I mean, I'm never, I was never thrilled about sharing cribs every other day because you just, it was a lot of work for the teachers, and also you just never knew who was in that crib. Um, the other thing you want to make sure when you're looking at any of these rooms in preschools, you want to see where the exit sign is if, God forbid, there's ever a fire, and ask them how many fire drills they do. And what do they do when the, when the fire bell rings? It, it's every teacher's nightmare in the infant room because they just get the kids to sleep and this thing rings, but it's so important. And you want to make sure, this is the other big one, ask them, ask them how many caregivers they have for each child. I know in Arizona it's, it's um, one, believe it or not, you're not going to believe this, it's one teacher for four babies and two teachers for 10. Now, I have fought this for years and said it's way too many. Two teachers cannot take care of 10 babies at the same time. I mean, who do you tell to wait when they have to eat? But what they do usually at mealtimes is they'll have a teacher that comes in just specifically to help feed the other babies. So a really good preschool will not let your children ever wait to have a meal. Um, let's see, what else can we tell you? 
about the preschool. Look around and see if the outlets are covered. And let's talk about whether you're going to go to a daycare home as well. You know, if you're going to go to a home, some of them are licensed by the state. Make sure you ask. And, of course, show up because it's somebody's home. But look around and ask them to show you toys. See if they're age appropriate. Make sure that the outlet covers are covered. And, you know, the, the bathroom has either the doorknobs, the doors are closed, or they have the doorknobs covered so the, so the children can't get in in a home. And a big thing in somebody's daycare home, look around on the counters and make sure there's no medicine, vitamins sitting there. You know, a lot of times parents will, uh, grandparents will say when you visit, oh, they'll never touch this. You know, they put their vitamins and things on the counters. The daycare homes have to be just as safe as the preschools because you're watching somebody's children. Absolutely. And I will tell you, Blythe, when I go home to my dad's, we put every all of his meds up in this top cabinet, you know, that the kids can't open. Because the first thing my kid did was come up and shake it and think it was candy. Right. They don't know. Also, Sandra, this is really important. Do all the teachers or in a daycare home, are they up to date on their CPR and first aid? And do they know what to do? And have they taken the class? And you know, has, ask if there's ever been an accident at the school where they actually had to use these things. Hopefully not. And in preschools, ask about the activities. Do you have circle time? Do you go outside? If it's a baby room, do you have a stroller that you can put four to six babies in at a time? They're so cute with a little canopy. And do you try to take oh. them out once a day, weather permitting? And, you know, how for the infant room, I have written the booklets for the parents and also the forms. The infant room should be giving you a form at the end of each day that tells you when the baby slept, when they had their diaper change, and, you know, one or two things that they did. We played patty cake. We went outside. You know, if it's a little baby, you can't do a lot. And the toddler room, they usually stop sending home those reports, but you want to make sure that the teachers are available if you have a question. If they're not, you know what, look someplace else. Now, what do you do? Like, I opted for home care. I opted to hire somebody and bring someone into my home, and I gave her a bedroom, and, you know, I opted for that. Um, what do you do when your kid is sick? What do you do when your kid is sick or the nanny's sick? No, your kid. Like, do not send them. Like, I know a lot of parents that send them, and if a baby is sharing a crib with another kid, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you That's do? I mean, issue. Well, it's funny because my books have, one in particular has a chapter called, Will This Runny Nose Ever Go Away? Will This Runny Nose Ever Stop? Each, most of these schools in the United States say that you cannot bring a child back to school if they're, if they're running a fever over 101. They can't come back to school without a doctor's note, or if they're on antibiotic, they have to be on antibiotic for 24 hours and be fever-free. Teething does not cause fevers. I will stand my feet about that. I've asked so many pediatricians. And if they have a runny green nose, you know what? I know it's terrible to take off work, but they grow up so fast. And if they don't think you're going to give them Tylenol at 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock, the teacher's not going to be calling you. You know, you know your children better than anybody. And I, I want to say one other thing about the preschools because I don't know how much time we have. But if you I found a pre- three minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this, and then we can go back to whatever, because I don't want to miss this. This is so important. If you 
chosen a preschool or an in-home daycare or you're having somebody in your house and for some reason, you're, you're, you know, we overthink everything. But when you're thinking, if there's something that just doesn't seem right but you can't put your finger on it, look for something else. Women and moms have such great intuition. Most of the time, you're right. And, you know, you don't want to have to go to work and be worried that something's not right and you can't figure out what it is. I mean, look for something else if if you just can't figure out what it is because you're usually right. I love that because you're right. It's like when I went around and looked at the, at the care opportunities, they weren't right for me. But I couldn't tell you why. I just walked in and I was like, nope, this isn't going to work for me. No, I don't like this atmosphere. No, I don't like these people. No, there was a preschool I didn't like the two ladies running it. I thought they were obnoxious and they weren't loving. And I thought, God, why are you working with kids? But, you know, at that time, I couldn't articulate it. I just knew it wasn't right for me and my kids. No, and it's tough because, you know, as new parents are nervous and then you will look at ourselves and go, oh, it's just me. It's not just you, honestly. You have to be able to give your child a hug and a kiss in the morning and go to work and know that they're going to get as good a care as you would give them. And you don't worry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Blythe, I don't mean to cut you off. I want to thank you for being on Military Mom Talk Radio today. Uh, it's Blythe Lipman. Help my baby didn't come with instructions. Help my toddler didn't come with instructions. You can go to babyinstructions.com. Is that right? Yes. And you can also find her books on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and Audible. Just Google her. Listen to her show. She's got lots of great information. Uh, if you're considering having a baby, you're in process of having a baby or having your First Baby is such a great, great show to listen to as well as your toddler advice. Thank you so much. And I do consults. I also do consults, so you can call me, too. Call my office. Oh, I would do that. I would would wake you up. Mommy, what do I do? (laughs) But thank you so much for being here today. Next week, we're going to come back with Military Mom Talk Radio. 